I can slip into your soul, your spirit, and I can sit behind your eyes and I can feel everything in your heart. And I know how to direct you out of your corridors of hell because I've been on the outside already. You're inside, you're not seeing any windows or escape route. So your own private mirror can see the dark spots, flip in a Heoke path, and I'm a psychic one. So I, I, you know, that's why a lot of people call me crazy, uh, a freaky, um, oh my God, I'm, I'm scared. Like I look in your eyes and I can't see through you, but I see you see through me. So I'm like a human x-ray machine. What I don't see, my energy will give it to me in braille of which I know how to decode. Hello, my friend. Welcome back. If you are new here, I'm Joanne Chan, your host of the podcast Find Joy with Joanne. Thank you for coming back every week for the most authentic, courageous, and powerful connections with a lot of fun. Thank you for showing up for yourself today to continue to learn and grow to live a life with joy, passion, purpose, and success in your own style on your own terms. And today, I am super, 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 super excited. To be bringing you one of the craziest people I have ever met in my life, and I call her crazy not in a bad way, but because she is someone with crazy wisdom, and I cannot believe that she exists, and that I found her because of her incredible superpower and her history of achievements. So today's guest is a Hiyoke empath, and she was coined. The guru of the 5D dating world. Why? Because she received downloads on your current issues with life, your dating life, your love and relationship dynamic, stuff that you cannot Google. And not just that, she's always on the cutting edge of sports nutrition. Against all odds, she received three international titles in three sports: bodybuilding, swimming, and gymnastics. So now she is an international trainer, and she has also done film, dance, and TV and radio. And she authored her own book, The Wisdom of the Penis (SOS) Manual for the Masses. Her clientele includes celebrities and other gifted people around the world who have no one to turn to for added insight and cannot succeed with conventional therapy. She is committed to using her insight, research, and self-determination as a powerful instrument in mending conflicting viewpoints globally. As she is currently tackling her latest projects, and she is here today to empower you with her supernatural gift and answers that no one, no one can deliver to you. So, guys. And girls, help me welcome the fearless, the untouchable, and the beautiful one of a kind, Nicole Coleman. Oh my God, Nicole! Welcome to the show. Well, I, I first of all, you know what? I don't think on any of the shows anyone 
Like I'm actually very emotional because that was the most beautiful introduction with so much love um, that I think anyone has ever given to me. Even though the credits have always been there, it's just, it's like you surrounded it with the rainbow. Thank you, Joanne. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm speechless. And usually you, you're familiar with me. I'm never speechless. <laughs> really? Oh my God, I'm so on it. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, I've been waiting for this day for so long. I know we have been talking. And I've- we both have. Oh, yes. yes, yes, yes. I'm thrilled. I, 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 can't, I can't wait to just feel your audience um, with things that are going to come to me that's going to be one of a kind while I'm on your show. So in other words, it's never been spoken of. Wherever there is an appearance based on your energy, and based on everyone that's listening right in, I will get flooded with things that will be pertinent to whoever is listening and whoever is suffering. Wow, I love that. Thank you so much. You know, um, so I, of course, I have so many questions for you. There are so many things I want to talk to you about. And I spent hours like going through your website and your videos and you got me hooked onto your story, like I told you. And I really just want to, you know, First and foremost, thank you for taking the time out. I know you're super busy um, just to be here and, you know, we are going to have so much fun together. So the first place to start with you is that, you know, I want to know, I know, I know you told me that we're going to do a series if you were to talk about this, but I still want to ask you because, you know, what is it like to be a Hiyoke empath? So maybe tell us like, what actually is a Hiyoke empath? Because I don't want to simply assume that all my listeners, they already know. Of course, they can Google, but it's very different hearing, hearing from you instead. So how did you discover that you are a Hiyoke empath? You know, if we are going to do a series, we are going to do a series. I don't care. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> um, okay, you're asking me two questions. You're saying, what is and how did you find? So let me... Let me honor the first question. What is a Heoka impact? Because it's 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 a very different human. Let me put it to you this way. A Heoka impact is kind of like you can call them your own private oracle because the downloads that they receive with whatever question. Whatever question issue you're going through, they will receive the words that are tailored and identified by your DNA code. So when you hear the words, it unlocks you from the energies of shame, guilt, blame, and anger. And then you feel different. See, a lot of people can go to a psychiatrist and a counselor, and all those people have their ways of helping people. But a lot of people are there for 20 years and they wonder why they still feel bad or five years. And that's because most, the, the way the linear world works, that means thinking from the mind, not the spirit world. The spirit world is all knowing. The mind is, it works in a linear way, which means opposites, which means good, bad, black, white. So what that means is that it can be either or. And the problem with that is when people come to these type of people, they're put in a category with all the top checklists 
father abused or never had friends, uh, had headaches, low in blood pressure. By the way, most people who are depressed, go ahead and check your blood pressure because if it's too low, you will be depression. Most people don't even connect the two. Um, now, so what a Hale impact and what I've been so very gifted to receive, what they do is they're able to speak the words that hit. When I say the core truth, I mean the hidden truth. You know how in the Bible, Joanne, it says the truth shall set you free. People hear it all the time, but they don't understand what that means. And what it means is that when you hear the truth from the highest and direct to your soul, it will resonate as true and you will see all angles just as if you were God or spirit. And there's no anger because there's no fear because you already see and where there's clarity, there is no fear because there's no need for it. Everything's lit. So I'm kind of like your own private oracle that way. And a lot of people um, who, who are trying to also understand, I've also related it to them this way. Imagine having, you know, in the Wicked Witch of the West, that story, I think it was with Snow White, she had a mirror and it gave her all the answer. Tell me, where's Snow White right now? How can I kill her? How can I be more this, more that? Well, I'm like your own private mirror, but I'm not quite like the Wicked Witch of the West because he sounded like he was on Prozac for sure. This guy, <laughs> no, I am your light, your spark, plug, connecting and igniting you. So it's kind of like I'm a spiritual mechanic. I plug in the leaks, the narcissist created toxic family manipulators, I reignite your spark plugs that had the life beaten out of them. And I fill you up with super high octane fuel. So now you're in the Indy 500 um, round. You're not driving typical Volkswagen type shit. You're high maintenance. You're on a high track. You're with high energy people can afford you. That's where you are. That's my job. And so I'm trying to think of what other way I can put it. So in being your own private mirror, it means I can see your dark spots. And when I say dark spots, I do not mean where you're not the best person because you've had a bad day. What I mean is where you're being puppeted by something in your past that triggers you now when your boyfriend or someone you worked for or someone in passing says something to you or has a certain smell, because when we go through trauma, our senses are alert and our brain goes dead. So our brain goes dead in the way that it freezes that time zone. All our senses smell. That's why some of us, we don't like when we smell certain things. It makes us angry. Um, sometimes we see bugs and it makes us angry or scared. Sometimes we smell alcohol on another person's breath and it brings anger. All kinds of, and most of the time, it's words. If some person says something to you and you're having a fight, the scenario of it, you defending yourself, you thinking you're in trouble, you could have dropped mom's precious heirloom vase and gotten in trouble. It was not your fault. But that same shame 
is in the scenario with your girlfriend or boyfriend right now, locking you in a corner and, and you need to go dead and you go numb and your partner or your boss is like, why do you always shut out? I, I want to talk to you. Why can't you just talk? Because a lot of people don't understand where you are. And as long as they don't understand and they try to force you open when you're in a vault with a key, and I don't even need a key because what an empath can do, an empath does not have boundaries. It's one of the problems. A lot of empath aokas come to me because they don't have boundaries. They can feel everybody's pain. That's the downside. Until you're strong enough to have a human shield, which we can talk about in one of our series. It's called the Theric field, Shield. But the boundaries not being there means I can slip into, I know this is going to sound freaky. I can slip into your soul, your spirit, and I can sit behind your eyes and I can feel everything in your heart. And I know how to direct you out of your corridors of hell because I've been on the outside already. You're inside, you're not seeing any windows or escape route. So your own private mirror can see the dark spots, flip in a Heoke path, and I'm a psychic one. So I, I, you know, that's why a lot of people call me crazy, uh, a freaky, um, oh my God, I'm, I'm scared. Like I look in your eyes and I can't see through you, but I see you see through me. So I'm like a human x-ray machine. What I don't see, my energy will give it to me in braille of which I know how to decode. That's to honor the first question. Any questions about the first question? Yes, a lot. Anyway, so... Oh my God, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. I love this. Okay, go ahead. So... Like you said, you are very sensitive, you know, to other people's feelings and you have the gift to read people's mind, right? And I have to tell you, I am, right? You're going to say something? No, I was going to say, sometimes I read the mind, but a lot of time I read the energy, okay. which gives me a paragraph, an analogy to describe back to you why you're in that place. Okay. And to be honest, I was like so scared because I don't want to talk to you because you can read my mind. You know, uh, but that's me. only, but that's, but, but sweetheart, that is only if you, I, I have an integrity with my gift. Okay. So I, I channel myself to zoom in only when a person's in pain and some part of themselves has prayed to God or asked spirit for help. That's why when I do say, hey, you, come here, I need to talk to you. And the person's like, well, who are you? And I go right now, and I look to my left because that's where I see all the pictures. I go right now, you're going through this, and I can tell you a scenario if you like in a few minutes, and this and this and that. And then they'll cry and they go, oh my God, this is exactly, and I give them the answers. And then they go, thank you, thank you. Oh, by the way, what's your name? And I go, never mind, goodbye. And they say all the time, you're my answer from God. I prayed for you. An angel sent you. And each time I cry, because there is no greater honor than to serve. You, There is nothing that can deflate me on this world because of how much I can give. And it is my job to plug everybody into 
not first I have to take away the pain to make room to show them where their gold is. You see, I just don't see hell. I see your heaven. I see the heaven that's under lock and key. And I need to make you aware of that to make room. And then so many times I've seen a person, I said, oh my God, your voice, you need to go on radio and do it this way, this way. And they go, I'm done with this job. Oh my God, one more. They kiss me and they run and they cry. And it's like, you're, you're, I was looking for a sign. I was looking for a sign. Oh my God. And, and then they, yeah, it's, believe me. And then they want to buy me things and stuff like that. It's not necessary, but you know, thank you. Um, and at that point, because I plugged into their talent, and it's very interesting because this can be one of our series. It's called, How Are You? How is Shmoo? I'll talk about it another time because it has to deal with teaching other people how to plug into other people's talents and help them. But we'll have to talk about how are you, how shmoo. So just so you know, so I do not see people's things where I would use it to hurt them. Now, if someone's negotiating with me or I have a toxic person that's trying to blindfold me, I will call them out. And usually these people get lit up like, like explosive very fast with me because they cannot not see what I see. And growing up, a lot of people had to stay away from me because right away, and I don't have to, and I can let you know later about the bully you can ask me about. It just, when I say something that I know is true, because again, spirit is knowledge. The ego has to prove itself, but spirit never has to prove. It knows. So when I speak from spirit, God, a place that's not mine, I am unshakable, unbreakable. You can't move me. And I don't say it with emotion. It's very neutral. And that stings the person even more because they cannot escape my eyes. And, and, and I'm, I'm all like a big eye. And, and they don't know how to hide. They don't know what words to cover. And that is what eventually, hopefully you and I will do on our relationship boot camps when I can teach my women and my men how to do that. That is why it's so exciting going into the 5D world. And I take this job very, very, very seriously because in, in being coined the guru of the 5D dating world, what that's about, just really quickly, is the 5D world is about energy. It's about transmuting the uh, fight or flight energy of all the bad lower level vibration of people lashing, people being triggered, projecting, blame, shame, guilt, ancestor, pass on through epigenetics, which is DNA. You have people's trauma from three billion years ago. But what, what I intend to teach is imagine going on a date and everything the guy says, you can, you're reading, you're hearing, but through reading his energy and his words have zero effect on you. And that is so important, Joanne, because our weaknesses as, as women, as female, as girls, listen up, girls, take this and do not ever forget it. Our weakness is that we fall in love through our ears, 
through what we hear. Whatever a guy says in the right tone, in the right way, in the right words, open sesame. And that's also why when a guy says, I love you, you're the world to me, but then he texts some bitch he just meant, I hope I could say that, or he just, um, you know, is looking for an emoticon, he's spending so much time on his video games, it's your birthday. Um, he just looked at a girl in the skirt and he's taking you out for dinner, or he's just not as attentive. You have to feel yourself wondering if his love is real and you're confused. And that the reason you're confused and it's not clear is because we have a mechanism, which is again, another serious topic. We have a mechanism in our body that makes us fall in love through what we hear. So when we see that the action doesn't match the word, it doesn't connect to our brain. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't compute. And it's like, no, but he studied. How many girlfriends of yours? How many BFFs say, but I don't understand. He said, I love me just last night. What the hell, man? He just looked at a girl. He doesn't love you. He loves her to get it from you. And everything else I can so go off on. So going back to being able to read energies, if, if girls start going out on a date and the guy is saying whatever he'd like, and some guys are smooth talkers, some guys victimize themselves to make you feel in charge. They act shy. So you can, and believe me, that is such a hard trap. You will have markings for life with that trap because he will only snag a girl, a woman who is dominantly a masculine energy, which means she will shoot herself in the foot because she doesn't know how to disengage from her logic, reconnect to her feminine energy and her intuition, her gut that says, I don't know, this is a play. I, I'm not feeling sorry for him because it's not genuine. So I intend to teach women and the good men how to read energies. And when I'm able to do that, you will never be manipulated ever because you need words to manipulate you. You will only have energies and energies can never lie. When you get goosebumps like you did, Joanne, when you and I talked and you asked me a little question about a personal thing and I gave you my thing and I said something else and you said, oh, I'm getting goose chills. When the body reacts, it's because it's authentically meant for you. And a lot of my people get goose pimples and uh, get very emotional and uh, or they have their energy very high, um, all kinds of weird, weird things and um, or hair stand up on the top of the neck. I used to dance and the audience would tell me, why is it when you dance, the hair stands in the back of my neck? I I'm like, I didn't know at the time, but that's so magical um, because of the energy. It it's a magical one. And all I have to do is connect my girls and my men uh, to the same thing. And in reading energies, it will be the first elimination of man manipulation, guilt, shame, and anger. Because all those four major emotions come from the lizard brain, which is our brain that is built for survival. Our brain is not designed and it's not wired to follow up. Our brain is wired to look for, for places we can die. 
to look for the problems. And so when we have a trigger or a projection and a lot of stuff happening in our parents' conditioning and other friends conditioning their conditioning, then it's very hard to understand what energy is ours, what have we adopted, what have we been conditioned with. We're not clean, we're muddled. And when we're muddled, we are in discord. And when you are in discord, law of attraction sends you a mixture of dessert and cat food. Why? Because your energy wasn't about beauty and all the things I deserve. It was like confusion and doubt and I don't know and this. So drew in cat food, which is not tasty. And so I'm going to teach the girls and the guys. We're going to have role play so that they learn and I am able to develop a shield around your heart that will allow for all these weak, low vibration emotions, vibrations to bounce off of you so that you can be present, not hypnotic, not automatic, being sucked in the vortex of your past because a, a man or a woman said a trigger word. You're, 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 not, you're not present. And you can get fooled that way. And so that is what a Hayoka, true Hayoka empath is. She's able to dive deep into any darkness of what you've done. And the difference between your friend and your Hayoka, other than the insight and wisdom that she gets downloaded, is that she can go into your down and dirty and filthy. But... You know how Jesus saw uh, saw a, a woman and she had leprosy and he did not see it and therefore it had vanished? That's law of attraction, instant. And so what a Hayoka empath does is it also can see the shame. And believe me, I've had some people come with some serious, serious things. And... When I went in, I could see the wiring of what propelled them to go there. And so they felt with me no judgment. And so then I'm able to rewire them through meshing with my energy. Their self-judgment is of no judgment because they've blended energies with me. And that's another series, sex and energies. You have no idea what, what you're inhaling up there in your vagina, ladies, with the man's past ancestors, all his conditioning. It is not just an organ. It is serious business. A lot of times, people who are very happy-go-lucky and lucky in life and fortunate and blessed, they hook up with someone and the magic goes away. Their, their, their good flow in life goes away. There's a reason for that. And so that's what a Hayoka impact is. I think oh I, I think I was pretty thorough. <laughs> oh my god! Um, you know, there's so I want to stop you there. Like I have a question, you know, but I didn't want to stop you there. So why are you so passionate about relationship? You know, there are so many areas that we can focus on, but why are you so passionate about love and relationship? Is it because it's the most problematic, or is it because most people come to you for advice? That is such a great question. You are so great at your job. When a person a little child can pick up a paintbrush and paint, 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 
and you and he finds out, and, he, and he, that's all he does. That's all he loves to do. And then the neighbors and the mother and the brothers are freaking out because at the age of three, he's he's painting portraits. So that child is a prodigy, correct? Now, does he know he's talented in art? No, the art comes out of him. At the age of 12, I wasn't even aware when there was, as usual, like every other day, the entire grade six class of mine, just the boys were in front of my garage on their bikes. And I was sitting on my steps of my porch, telling them and answering questions about love and life. And to me, it was just natural. Okay, like there's 20 guys, a lot of guys, and it's me, right? We're just talking. Until one day, I took on a babysitting job, and the lady comes over, and she sees me. My mother waves goodbye, and she says, Mrs. Coleman, have you noticed how many, how many boys are here? Like, I would watch your daughter. And my mom, very wise woman, oh, I, I am carrying on her legacy. That's also another series. I, she just looked at that lady and she said, she's just giving them insight about love because then, you know, it works. And the boy comes back and the girl liked him or the fight or whatever, or whatever happened with the parents. A couple of times we had the parents come here because they couldn't believe, they wanted to see who the boyfriend was talking to every single day because it was affecting him in a good way. He no longer wanted to just be a bad boy and go and throw rocks at windows. He said, mom, there's a way to make money in this neighborhood. I want to make $500 in the community. I'm going to think of something for this neighborhood, something like that. And so, yeah. And so before I even knew what I was, what I always was aware of very many things I did, but for the longest time, I believed everyone, wait, I believed everyone could see or smell around the corner, could wake up in the morning and go, oh, it's going to be a great day. Someone's going to give me money or, oh, there's going to be a fight with someone. I can inhale and I can feel what's coming. And so I started doing that at 12, I also saved my life from a bully um, that way, because even though everybody was saying, oh, Nicole's going to die at three o'clock, Nicole's going to, like, I tried to escape out the back of the schoolyard window in my history class, but it, 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 it was too high, I didn't want to break my leg, and the bottom classrooms were filled, but it was three o'clock, and I, I said, I, I'm just going to go. I'm, I'm going to go approach. So everybody was waiting. There was a crowd uh, with the front, uh, right where the school was. And everybody was just waiting for Donna, fat girl with freckles, to kill me. And so I came from the back and I'm like, excuse me, excuse me. It's like, oh, you're going to die today. You're going to die. I'm like, I know. I need to get there. Excuse me, excuse me. Right? And I go to the front. And she was very calm, but very angry. And she accused me and she said, you told, you told 
the phys ed teacher, I skipped class. Now, I know that I didn't. And I also intuitively knew just by looking at her closest friend that she was the one that did it. So the only thing that I could do since I didn't see the other one do like say it is I could only ask a question. If it is true that I did this, this on this day and on this day you were wearing this or I was wearing this. And at this point there was a fire alarm. And at this time, in other words, if I was an investigator I would have put all the evidence and you would see it could not be done. It could not be done because the teacher was late. And by the time she came to check everybody that was back in the locker, taking their time or changing or trying to get a uniform or whatever the story was, it was already a certain time. I was already at an audition of which I won the part out of 600 people. And so there's no way I could, you know, it was just, I had to do that. And so when I finished, she looked at me and she came close to my face and she whispered, if anyone ever messes with you, you come to me. I went, thank you. And so what happened from that point on is I befriended all the bullies or the most powerful people the mo because no one else talked to me. They were all scared of me like you. They left me alone. They just sensed something was odd. I ate my lunch alone. I did my homework alone. I just won all the competitions and auditions and um, yeah, and the most popular girls would also want me. You know why? Because they were not afraid, afraid to sit next to me. And when someone sits next to me, I get insight that is great about them and I start to talk about it and it intrigues them. Okay. And so go ahead. Yeah, right. So is that how, because, you know, I still remember the, the second question that you haven't actually answered yet. Is yes. how you discover your gift? Like, is it how it all started? And Do you know what? Um, it's, if you must know, it started with me noticing that whenever the adults were around, they would talk to all the kids but it, I got the feeling they didn't like me. They didn't like me. And they left me alone. They didn't talk to me. They talked to other cousins and relatives, siblings, whatever. No one talked to me. I was always alone. And I grew up thinking and feeling like I'm bad somehow, like I'm dark, like I'm bad. And um, always. And it was interesting because when, when my parents left this world and I went to bury them, all the friends, their friends came and they comforted me and whatever. And I don't know how we got to talking, but I, I, I said it like a joke, you know, besides you, you guys didn't never like me. You always talk to the other kids and siblings and everything. And they're like, they, it's like three of them said it all together. Oh, no, it's not that we didn't like you. It's just that you asked these questions. You said these things. You were a dangerous child. And, ah, I heard. I, I felt so nicely wicked. What a rebel. I felt like, you know, like a kid that wants to be, like I never even tried to be a rebel. That was never my scene. 
but it turned out I was because I also used to go to the beach by myself, you know, 13, 14 years old. And uh, maybe I would take my Bible because again, I had no friends and except a popular girl would really love me or, but it was because of the insight that I would give to them. So I never really had anyone check on me or want to hang with me because I'm fun or they love me. It was because of questions. And so I'd go to the beach and I'd sit, but I'd notice three girls and I could hear what they were saying. And I could see it in their energy. And they were saying, look at that bitch. It's like, she doesn't need anything. In other words, they saw me as so self-contained that they were jealous of me being lonely. Only it didn't look lonely. I looked powerful because I, I learned to fit into my extreme loneliness. And it was, it's never ill-fitting anymore. It fits me like a glove. So it's not that, that I'm lonely. It's that the loneliness is, 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 is my completeness. It's like I'm with my complete selves and there's many selves I have. So you have many different parts of you. You maybe have the reserved little girl. You have the shrewd businesswoman. There's I don't know you well enough, but you have many different parts of you. You have this. You have the detective part of you. All these different parts of you are separated from each other, and they usually come around when you've learned in life where you need that kind of character trait. A lot of people who are traumatized have a lot of different characters. So it's just something that we built along the way depending on what we went through and you know who's influenced us. But if you're able to shake hands, to embrace, and first of all, you'd have to be aware of all your different, call them entities, call them characters, call them sharing space with. Sometimes you don't even know because you haven't given it a form yet, but you know you act in a different way when circumstances you know, unlock this way. But imagine if you were sitting around a table and you and each one of joy and was there and you would acknowledge each one. It, it would you'd be you'd feel very omnipotent. You'd feel very, very in need of nothing. And that's how I am. And so when you say, how did it happen? I had many weird things happen. Uh, I'd always, like I used to have a client and the client when he was uh, close, to, sorry, this was my coach, my coach, I was close to him talking about technique and all of a sudden he jumped back and he says, oh my God, your eyes just changed color. He goes, you're freaking me out. Stop that. I, said, I read about that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so there'd be freaky things like that. Um, I also would wake up in the morning and I can hear a sentence that someone's going to say to me. So I would always prepare the answer in advance, a sentence that would give me a problem, like people trying to know my business. I'm, I'm, I'm very, my home is very sacred. That's why a stranger says, how are you? I don't tell them shit. Why would I invest my personal belongings in someone that will toss it as soon as they walk away from me and forget? everything to do or any little pieces of me, they're very precious to me. 
They've been through a lot with me. I don't cast them to swine. I don't put them in paper bags. It's a velvet box or it's nothing. And so um, I've had to explain that and, and that's in another series. And it's actually disempowering when you do that. That's in another series. And when you act a different way, you get empowered. And so all these things would start to happen. And you may have read, I also did a lot of film work where people, where they would, like, if I was a choreographer and I'd have to say five, six, seven, eight, and I'm like an actress, and then they were supposed to dance, they would all look at me and they would all freeze. And, and the director didn't know what's happening. And the producer's like, cut, What's, what the hell's going on? Everybody's looking. I thought everybody just forgot the dance moves. And they do it two more times. And again, everybody freezes. And, and then the director says, take 15. Everybody relaxes and they come back. He's kind of nervous. He's pacing. I, I know it's not my fault, so I'm not worried. But I, I don't know what's going I go, everybody OK? Everybody OK? And then all of a sudden, just before the guy yells action, one of the dancers in the very back, he yells, just don't look at her eyes. Don't look at her eyes. And then everything went fine. So I got these Medusa eyes, I guess, that turned people to stone. I don't know. And uh, But besides, Medusa's very fashionable right now. She's an icon. She's on all the Gucci bags, so it's all good. But that's what I mean. Um, I was never aware of anything. And this is why love is so important, because we don't know our value until someone reflects it to us and we're in a relationship. So it's people around the world. I just be myself because I didn't know better. Um, and hey, Oprah's a very outspoken and they also have a great sense of humor and they're, I'll say it, I cannot say the word properly. I'm dyslexic. I can't even say it because I'm so dyslexic. I can't say the word. So that's what I am. And so, um, yeah, so they, they will interject raw truth that is very poignant. And, the, and now to answer your questions, like concretely, it's not that I woke up one day and said, I want to do love. Love has the most markability. No, no, no. It's that when I was doing even more training because now I do a lot of international consultation you know with the spiritual mechanic business um fixing a lot of leaks but when I used to you know be hands-on with people especially in LA as a as a as a trainer oh I think I just lost hold on hold on for a minute um um what were we talking okay wait a minute oh okay so yeah um, they would say to me when I would give them inspiration how to push harder or when they talk to me about their life, I would always answer it with a relationship value of love analogy. And they said, everything you relate to love. And I'm like, I do. <laughs> it seemed the most accessible to me. And um, so that's just how I was made. But it's first the insight and then my love of harmony, my love of love. Um, and, and now actually, if you must know, there other than I, there's three projects on, on the go. Like, of course, one is a live show. I'm, I'm meeting with potential partnerships uh, to do a live show, a very unique way of delivering the show. And that's, um, 
an un unapologetic romantic wake-up call, which is going to shock the guys and girls of this world. But apart from that love agenda, there is another project that I'm that I stumbled on, uh, um, how to get rid of pesticides globally. How to get rid of pesticides and use a food waste that will eat up all the bugs and help actually nurture the, the food, the plants, because I'm just tired of us, you know, it's not that I thought, how can I solve this problem? I always, you know, I went to an advertising company one time and I gave him slogans and he says, that's great, but what's the question? I said, why do you need a question? I have the answer. Like I'd have the insight and I'd say, how about this? And he goes, yeah, that's very insightful, but what's the question? I go, what do I need a question? I have the answer. And he introduced me to the fact that you need a question to have the answer. So you have to understand the way I was born. I just have answers. I don't have the questions. And so the answer to getting rid of glyphosate, which disrupts fertility for the next few generations, which ruins our endocrine systems, you, which gives us autoimmune diseases. And you got to understand, Montesana is, you're talking billions, billions. This is like heavy duty gangster pesticide king. For someone to come with a simple food source and wipe them out, which I've already got a model on how to, how to put it in the kitchen and how to take that certain food that I've researched that will do the same thing as pesticides and how, how to actually give the money for it and dispose it and, and bring it to the earth back. Uh, yeah, so I'm looking for a partnership for that. And the other thing I discovered is, is to do a certain fudge chocolate that actually has two herbs that make the pre-diabetics not diabetic anymore. And three quarters of the planet is about to become diabetic because with all the sugars we're eating and pizza and bread and starches, starches turn to sugar and all the fear most of you are listening to and stop it already with the media. I want you to know that is raising your blood sugar because when you have fear, your pancreas, your adrenals, they have to release cortisol. You know, they have to release fear-based adrenaline because it thinks you're about to be under attack. And so that pushes blood in and your blood in your your, your glucose and your blood goes, those levels go very high and then you get cravings and then you get mood swings. And so this fudgical, this little fudge has two herbs that I discovered that not only does it stop you from being diabetic and this is for diabetic two. Once you lose your insulin, diabetic one, I haven't really figured a way to help that. But the diabetic two, even if you are diabetic two, this fudge, don't help me get the right partnerships. Um, it is equal or better than, and this has been confirmed by other doctors, metformin, which is a top drug for diabetics. And so you see, my passion is that I can see the problem of two human beings, of two energies. But that doesn't mean I need to limit it for any trends or global issues where my insight could be of help. Did you always know what you wanted to do? It seems like you always had the answer, like, like what you just said. Another really great question. Thank really you. Really great question. 
You know, I say to a lot of my Heyokas, you're very unusual, Joanne. You're very, you don't ask normal questions. <laughs> you don't well, think well, in the normal, all, I guess. You, yeah, you do not think in the normal way. You're very on an angle outside the box, which is very healthy. Um, um, I tell my Heyokas, and this will answer your question. If from the moment you've been born, there's an inkling in you, there's this drive to do something big in the world. Not necessarily to get famous. Sometimes fame is worked in there, but it's you see a lot of people in front of your eyes. And, you know, I was blessed to get into different high level schools of art and talent and acting and all that scholarships and stuff. Um, and, and I got parts and things and film and stuff, but you see for me to be just an average lady to, you know, have someone's mucous membranes of their tongue kiss me because that's what the scene and not be some figure who kisses no one, but that's something important. I couldn't continue in that world because I wanted the roles that made me feel natural who I who I was. And even when I when I didn't want roles, I was picked for Queen Victoria. I wanted to, and I didn't want to be Queen Victoria. I told my acting teacher, pick someone else. I don't know Queen Victoria. I don't want to memorize the whole script. I don't even know American history because I was born in Israel. And so I I I didn't want to do all that homework. I said, I just want to be the cat. No, I want to I, I want to be the maid that puts up the cat shit. That's all I want to be. Something very simple, right? I said, if you make me the queen, I'm going to change the rules. I'm telling you right now, because if I see someone falling, I'm going to like jump off my throne. I'm going to help them. And the queen doesn't do that. Don't pick me for the queen. But see, I was always picked for that which I was inside. And so, so I tell them, you recognize your haheoka, which is meant to serve, especially at this crux of time when we are transmuting 3D lower energies going into the 5D world where law of attraction will eventually be instant. And it's instant in my life. I just thought, I just thought, you know, people would say to me, do you practice? I, I used to work for someone and he's like, are you into Wicca? And I'm like, Wicca, what? What? I, I'm like, what is that? Cat food? He goes, no, that's whiskers. He says, are you into Wicca? Like, witchery um, and spells and stuff like that. Because I would say, I feel like a fudge brownie. And all of a sudden, a client would come into the store and they would order from us a fudge brownie. And then I'd say, bye, thank you. And he says, you know what? This is too much. Why don't you have one, Nicole? And my boss would see it and he knows I just said that, right? Or I'd say, I, you know, I need to make a an extra hundred tonight. I, no, I didn't say tonight. I'd say, I need an extra hundred because I thought it was something I had to buy. And somehow I'd make an extra hundred. Someone made a mistake with chain or whatever. So when he asked me that, and he says, are you into witchcraft and spells and I'm Wicca and Schmicka? I'd say, what do you mean? You mean like conjure? And, and, and to make magic happen? And he says, yeah. I said, I don't need to do spells and conjure to make magic happen. I am magic. And so is every single woman, if they can get in plugged in the same way. 
and so is every single man, but you know, I have a preference with my girls because we are to lead horn dog to men. But not if we're walking up to a guy, vagina smudging in his face, because we want to ask him if he wants to go out with us, which the media is totally screwing us to do. That's another series. But so, and to answer your question, is I had a propensity for people, for crowds, for, you know, and I used to think, I used to imagine, I used to hope that I would walk by a burning building because I know I'd run in there and save people. My, my father in the army got an award of honor because he went into a burning building and he saved someone whose shoulder was knocked off. Like he didn't even have a full body. And then he went in there with his life and took him out. Maybe it's passed on, I don't know. But even when I went to acting class and they told me to play a runners up for Miss Universe. And so when I had my speech and I said my lines, at the end, the teacher would say to me, that was very interesting emotion. You were very lit in your face. What were you thinking? I said, well, I was speaking to my people. And everybody laughed because when you're a beauty contestant, you're speaking to the audience. But see, Nicole didn't say audience. And I heard myself, I caught myself say, my people. I'm like, what the fuck? Who are you? You're your people. But, and it it's also reminds me, when I was seven, I had a fascination with, I developed a little village, like, not made out of matches, some matches like popsicles and, and, and I made tiny furniture and I used to pray to God, bring me my people. Like I, I believe there would be small, I don't know. This is just, you know, so those of us that have a message, those of us that has a voice, those of us that has a weird way of thinking, an unusual way of thinking, non-conventional way of thinking, has an obligation to deliver the goods. The goods were placed in you and you are a vessel to deliver those goods. And so the people who are really truly gifted, just like someone who can sing really amazing, or you ever notice someone who's born into a lot of like wealth, wealth, not the kids that inherited, but made it. The people who are born with gifts are actually humbled by their gifts. I, I got very quiet when I realized the day that I realized that everything checked off of all the things I did in life and how I work, how my mind works, the magic, the people, it's like all these things. And I found out what I was and it was a very unusual way how I found it. Because you see, I wrote the book because everyone said, you're very insightful. And my clients used to say, when I gave seminars, where's the book? And I used to say, oh, I don't, I don't know big words. I'm dyslexic. And so, no, I'm not writing a friggin' book. And they said, you need to write. The world is waiting for your wisdom. I'm like, my what? My what? Oh, like... I thought it was just common knowledge. And so then I wrote the book and that's why I write it in slang. Plus it's less threatening for the adult woman because it's a very funny book and it'll take you back to your young, your young adult days because that, that's the theme of it. But it's very deep, like the wisdom of the penis would be. And it's a book about the value of love and the wisdom of restraint. 
but I need wisdom. I need cool mofo wisdom. I mean, you know, when you finish this book, a guy comes over to you and says, oh, are you just playing hard to get? You'll be like, I'm not playing hard to get. I am hard to get. And you'll see, you'll be coming up with this shit because you'll have read the book and it'll just, it's super, it's supernaturally infused, put it that way. But um, um, so the day I said to myself, as I was building my site, what am I going to call myself? I don't want to call myself psychic because I'm, I don't want to be associated with regular psychics because psychics are prone to see things in you that is filtered through their, through, through their, their mesh. So they've got crud on their mesh. It can taint your message. I had a client give me a gift. She wanted me, she just wanted to see what a psychic would say about me. And I didn't know anything about myself. She paid $500 to give me a gift session. I agreed because I've never had anything like that done. And when I got there, and first of all, I told her my date of birth and she did my astrological planets or whatever. And she says, first of all, I need you to know that you're gonna be very weird to a lot of people. And I said, I don't know if I wanna hear any more. I think that's enough. And then she says, because I'll tell you something, there's 12 planets. And most people have like every single different ones in all the planets. Now, I'm, it's unusual. Some people have two of the same in two planets, right? Like a Taurus in the sun and a Taurus in your moon planet and all the rest are variables. She says, Einstein had three Pisces out of 12 in his, in his planets. He says, and he was very strange and all that kind of stuff. She says, I don't know how to tell you this, but you have seven planets in Scorpio out of 12, seven. You're, you're a walking x-ray machine. Huh? And then I said, oh good, tell me more, right? Cause it was intriguing. And then she started to look at me. Then she got a headache and then she'd look at me and she says, I can't do this. I said, I'm sorry, I'll relax and I'm taking breath and stuff. And she says, no, a minute she said, no. I saw, but I didn't say anything. I saw in my mind, a white box. And as soon as I saw the white box, she said, they're showing me a block. It's a white block. It means refusal to entrance. There's no one permitted for entrance, lest you get influenced off your exact path because you're very distinct on a path to do something that is exact. And I went, okay, and that, that was it. And so what I have been told and what I see with psychics is that, and or tarot card readers, because this is a time of great uncertainty for people as they get more disconnected because of the fear they hear daily. And so tarot card readers can read energies around you and psychic people can feel energies around you and or they can zone in on, you know, those really good ones. They're very rare. You're gonna literally bump into a door that has someone on the other side, that kind of stuff. That's very rare. That's like a thousand dollars an hour probably. But what it is that 
Hayoka impact, as a psychic Hayoka impact that I do, is I don't need to read the energies around you. I need to read the energies in you because I can predict 100% what you'll attract with your law of attraction and why, more importantly, see, you can predict energies, but if you don't have the why, you can't change the energy. So what I do is by seeing what's in you and rewiring and fixing the lost plugs and plugging in and everything, you no longer having a leak with your spark. I know where and what you're going to attract. And how do you exact, how do you do that exactly? Like how do you fix people? Like do you just talk to them okay. or the first, that's a really good question. Uh, the very first thing I do, uh, there is two ways. You're so good. I'm so enjoying this. Honestly, people, she's so, when I say fucking hot, man, she's also hot for all you men out there, but too bad. You got to go through me, certified by Nicole, or you're not getting close to my girl. Okay, so um, I'm her Hayoka bodyguard. (laughs) Um, That's that's such a good, that's a good, uh, you know what, maybe we'll do (laughs) t-shirts. Um, uh, there are two ways. One is a little bit intricate, so let me try to make it very simple. I have people send me the top three to five health issues or and injuries that they have in their body. You might ask why. Because I'll give you an example for everyone that's listening. Let's say, everyone, we're all like in one room with a huge table at a party, and we're all close, and I come in with a a big piece of wood and a gigantic, like the size of of a melon, and it's it's, it's not a melon, though. It's a lemon. It's like a weird, giant, soft lemon that's gigantous, and I put it on the table, and the shiny knife is right next to it. And I squeeze, you guys see I'm squeezing the lemon a bit. And I take my knife and I start cutting and slicing very slowly the knife inside the lemon as it goes through the whole lemon and it opens and the juice is squirting and it's starting to drizzle on the table. And then I put my fingers, dig deep into the lemon do you see how you're salivating? Do you see how there's in your mouth how that's creating that? And I've only talked 12 seconds. Yeah. When you have someone say something that is not good, not nice and uncomfortable, it will create a feeling in you. The feeling like the lemon will create a body chemical reaction. That chemical reaction is caused by the energy of your feeling. So your energy now replicates because once that person says something very negative to you, you always keep it around, especially if it's mom or dad or a brother, uh, you know, you keep it forever. It's just like, it shocked you and it just lay, you know, it's like a cow being imprinted. And so, it's in the back of your mind. 
but you're not aware you're thinking because you're no longer thinking. It's now going round and round in your mind with the feeling of it, the feeling of feeling like shit. You might even not know why you're depressed, but you smelled someone that smelled like your brother and all of a sudden you're feeling down. These are how things happen. So now you're, it's, so when you get this, uh, when you get this feeling, you will form an opinion of yourself and you will tell yourself, I suck. Um, I probably deserved it. Who would want me? You know, let's say a brother said, oh, sister, you know, you're, you're just a bitch. You're a prostitute. You're the, you know how teens get very vicious. And they said, who would, who would even want you? Now you're 35 and, and maybe you're fat or too skinny. Uh, and you're like, who would want me? Or just separated. And you're like, who would want me? Heads up, girls. And so the energy feeling of who would want me based on the thought, it's the energy of the feeling that's circulating around your head all day, every day, 24-7. So as the energy of who would want me, which translates into I feel useless, I'm worth nothing, it replicates and manifests as an illness, as an injury. And it goes to a specific part of body that I read and know where and what the thought is like, I'll give you an example. A lot of mothers used to come to me and they all had thyroid issues, <laughs> some other thing. And I know because I've done a lot of them, um, they would go on medication, thyroid still be bad. They would try naturopath, thyroid still be bad. And that's because when you don't get to the core reason, and that to me is energy, nothing goes more than the core because the universe is energy. That's the bottom of the bottom of the bottom core. Then you will have to replicate and have another surgery. So a lot of people have hip surgery, another hip surgery until they move out of state because the energy changed in the home or the person. Oh, that knee surgery didn't go. I'm going to have to have a knee surgery. They said that might happen. This is what I believe is true. And so with these mothers, as soon as they heard, I said, you know what? You know what? feeling brings about a thyroid issue not working. And they said, what? And I would say, you are thinking every day and all day, even though you're not saying it loud, you are thinking as you're tired and exhausted, when is it ever my turn? When does it get to be my turn? When do I have to stop helping mom and dad and paying for this and this, I can buy this. When do I get my own time? Because there's the kids, there's this, there's that. And they all agreed. And they all made huge life changes. And everyone but one of them, because they were on heavy medication, and their doctor convinced them not to go off medication. They were too scared. They still have the thyroid problem. Everyone else does not. And of course, I would then recommend supplements because if your thyroid is impaired, it means your adrenals are taxed. Because when you're tired, your adrenals, which is designed to help you deal with the stresses in life, you wonder why you can handle stress better when you're a child and less when you're an adult? Because you, you're exhausted. You had more energy as a child and also more joy coming in. And so whether it's asthma, whether it's bronchitis, 
Well, actually, I'll tell you what asthma. Asthma is having one parent crowd over you, smother you. All my people who have asthma have that. And the moment I, I mention that and they change things, it goes away. And so the, that's the first thing I do is ask people to send me three to five injuries and health issues because I know the energy of men, mentally, what you're saying to yourself. And then we can flip it and say, I am entitled to my own time. And it's just a simple matter of acknowledgement, putting the spotlight on that, and then you change your life. That's the first way. Now, the second way is, it does really help me to know the exact date of your birth. And if it's with a person and you want me to understand their issues, I need their picture and their date of birth. And your date of birth. The reason I need the date of birth is not because of astrology. I don't know anything about astrology. It's because numbers, you know, like November 11, 1982. So November is, is 11. And 11 is a master number. That will tell me that you're carrying a master number energy. Now you're born November 11. That's a double master energy. That tells me you really came into this world with some kind of contract to do something. You're definitely going to be a CEO or you'll have a lot of hits in life because you're meant to master and transmute garbage. You spit it out. And, and then I will add up 1982 to see what that number. And each number has a vibration. And I will add on. So you have... So, you, so when I get that vibration, I start to get pictures. And so what I do when a person contacts me, usually a person contacts me and they're shocked because they're like, oh my God, you're not like a regular therapist. I said, no, I'm a spiritual mechanic. They go, because yeah, it's like, I wanted to ask you questions, but usually they just listen. I ask all the questions and they go this way or that way. But you're like, bleh, bleh, bleh. I give them a ton of information from the moment that they we turn this on, in which case the questions that they have to me are already answered. Okay. So, you know, because I used to go to like tarot reading and I'm always, you know, being fascinated about all these ideas and, you know, I always want to have an answer for all my issues in life. So coming back to, you know, the topic of relationship, I want to know like you have, you have helped so many people, especially like, you know, women and men. What is the most common issues that you see in relationship today? Um, because I'm sure you have been, you see similar patterns. So like, what is really the root cause for this issue? Like, what is the most common one that you see over and over again? Another great question. You're just like a straight A student with me. Okay, this is a very easy question to answer. And it will require many layers to explain all the degrees in which the problem manifests. That's definitely a series. So there's two things. One, authenticity is not there. When I say authenticity, I mean being not keeping something that you don't want to tell the person because you're afraid you'll hurt them. Because what you don't realize, Joy Ellen, is when when we do Are you that, speaking to me like directly? <laughs> yeah, actually, I shouldn't say your name because I'm not doing no, you. Good. I'm that's doing good. everybody. Yeah. When we do that, you're so self-conscious. When we do that, even though we want to be nice and considerate, 
we are doing them the highest disservice, which is the highest disservice to us as well, because we are being deceitful. Now, deceitful is an energy. Once you are deceitful, law of attraction, and it's good that it's all over the world, but a lot of people don't know how to break down the mechanics of it. Law of attraction is very plain and simple. It's pure. So if you're acting deceitful, you will bring to you deceit within that relationship. Now, a lot of, for instance, I'll give you an example. A lot of girls will say, I don't understand. It's like, why is he so non-committal? And here's what I'll say before I even ask them question. I'll say, he's non-committal because when you met him a year or two or three or four, most likely you just finished a breakup and you said no more relationships. I just want a nice, easy sex or come and go sex, casual or just, you know, friendship. And well, I don't know, Nicole, somehow I really fell in love. The trust was really there. Why doesn't he want to commit? Because you attracted him with your non-committal energy. So you were deceitful with yourself, then you were deceitful with him, and then you wondered why that, that came back to you. So betraying ourselves will also get us to expect, because when you betray yourself, you don't really tell them how you really feel. And it doesn't matter all your, your wonderful reasons, ladies. We have been built to be nourished, nourishing, and some, and it's, but what hasn't been taught is the authenticity in its purest form is the most nurturing thing you can give to someone because in its purest form, there is no judgment. It is you that is judging it in yourself, towards yourself and towards them that are afraid to tell them because it has a price tag of your judgment on it. You feel that you don't want them to know it. But isn't it so? You know, for example, let's say we go on a first date. Isn't it important to present the, you know, the the so-called the perfect version of yourself instead of just being vulnerable and authentic on your very first? I, well, 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 okay, okay. Can you say that again slower? You said the word perfect. Be very careful with that word. So go on. Say say. say <laughs> no, I want to. I want to change your question. I don't want to ask. Okay. <laughs> no, no, but but no. It was a great question. I feel I know what you mean. Let me let me give it a shot. What you're trying to say without making me nervous is um, because you already feel naked with me, and I appreciate that. Um, I appreciate you, Joy Ann, is what I really want to say. Um, approaching a person for the first time, being authentic is not being vulnerable. Being authentic is is being able to say, I'm not comfortable to speak about that. I don't know you well enough yet. But it is a good question. If we're still here in, in three months, I'd like to revisit that. Be, being authentic is, is asking. Why are you asking? Is that one of your 10 questions? Because if it was one of your 10 questions, I'm not feeling like it's authentic. See, a lot of the times we get feelings from them when it's fake with them, then we feel weird too. Then see, if someone's giving us fakeness in, in some way, shape or form, then 
it's not smooth with us to just answer. We feel weird, we feel scared, we feel untrusting because they're not being authentic. But if some guy was to approach you ladies and just say, okay, I don't know how to do this anymore. I just like, I, it's been five years or 10 years or I've been on so many, I, 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 you're just so hot right now and I'm afraid to even fucking tell you. In which case, most women would just smile because it was so genuine. You will always feel when something is pure because you won't have hesitancy answering. But the problem is, and, and, and the authenticity, I was really referring to mostly like already being in a relationship, but I just wanted to add one quick, one quick thing. When we are not authentic in, in the beginning of how we got into that relationship, like let's say maybe that person matched our value in projects. Maybe they teamed up with us to the project, but this man was nowhere near you match as, as, as a man, didn't match you, but he could do everything for the project and he loved the project and he wanted to give him a chance and he retired in life and you and, and, and really loved things about him, but he was nothing, nothing like you. He was not your match. He didn't bring you to a higher thing, but your, your focus was not your heart because you were in masculine energy as most businesswomen. Your focus was your project or your cause. So your heart will come a close second. Your mind needs to be satisfied first. Now, as this relationship develops and he starts doing weird things that, you know, insults you, degrades you or whatever, just naturally over time, and you're wondering how, you know, you're, you're like shocked. You've got to remember that as this goes on, because even if you were not conscious, especially if you were not conscious that you were deceitful with them, you just kind of said, okay, it'll do, I'll make it fit, or he's not so bad. People like that will always wait for the other shoe to drop. So, so you'll expect, you, you look for what can go wrong. Like there's jittery energy in the relationship. Now, if you don't speak out loud about this nervous, like, you're, you're kind of like, you could just, you know, chalk it up to, I've had a hard life, you know, you tell him, you explain to him. You see, he feels nervousness. And when a guy feels nervousness, he feels insecurity. And so that means your nervousness is jagging his, his cord now. And so it makes him nervous. So then he needs a reason to be nervous. So he starts looking at girls. It's not that it happens calculated like that but it's a domino effect of that. Yeah. Make sense? Yes, sorry. So you so you talk about the dominant effect, and I know I watched our videos. You talk about the strong woman, the difference between a strong woman and the empress energy. I really want to talk about that because I know, uh, we uh we have been talking for like one and a half hour, but I still want to talk. So, um, so personally, you know, if I can be really honest, I'm sure you know as well. I'm I feel like I'm a strong woman, and I my leading energy is masculine energy. Uh, is a fact. I checked before. So like, why is it important? for us as a strong woman to tap into our feminine energy and how do we actually do that? Because I feel like I, I just can't, you know, it's like, sh should I really, you know, would it, would, how, how would it serve me as a strong woman? 
how to turn into it and what and what does it mean? Well, first of all, just to tell all your viewers, they could always go to my website, NicoleColeman.com, N-I-C-H-O-L-E-K-O-L-M-A-N.com. I have a whole bunch of blogs there that explains it in steps. Um, and or, of course, to just get me one-on-one -on -one with you or in groups. Um, but to answer your question, again, it's a very good question. There are things that a strong woman does that an empress energy never does. A strong woman will hold her feelings back because she doesn't want to appear weak, because she feels it is weak to prior to show emotion. You see, an empress energy is, is, does not fear shedding tears. It is a strength. Do you know what it takes to show vulnerability in terms of shedding tears in strength? That means I can be me and I'm showing you this affected me, this caused me pain. I'm going nowhere, meaning I'm not running away from myself. A strong woman puts up with a man who is problematic because the masculine energy is a woman that's dominantly in her head versus plugging it out after work because I want to make a distinct, um, a very something very concrete here is that we all need to have our masculine energy at the forefront on the workforce in the career because masculine energy is like a spear. It's competitive, it's aggressive, it goes after shit, it gets things, it kills or be killed. But the thing is when you don't leave your balls at the office or at the court or in the gym because athletic women, champions, competitive, same thing, and you take it home to your guy, last you check was a masculine energy, two similar energies collide. And so only opposites attract. So that means if you come home with your masculine energy and you're not disconnected from your head and you're not connected back into the sensualism of yourself as a woman, which is you wrapping him around your pinky, it's not gonna be your head. It's gonna be the mysterious mystique oasis of depth that recharges a man's soul unlike anything on the planet, including any drug. Not your mind, your essence. And the more powerful a feminine essence, the more he can feel refreshed in your oasis of that. And so because only opposite energies attract, if you come home in a masculine energy, aggressive, assertive, and this take charge, you know, like, like he's your secretary, you start talking like that because your tone will be like that. He can't still be like that. He, it will force him to be passive. So your masculine energy will force him, will force his feminine energy to come out. Here's where the crime is. You, ladies who are mostly masculine energy, will be dealing with what I call a femman. A femman becomes who is mostly feminine energy is saturated in emotion, he's drowning. So because he's disconnected, I wanna say from his dick, he's disconnected from his masculine energy, which is logic and grounding to look at a problem to say, I'll tackle this and this and that. Okay, I'm good, let's go enjoy. I'm, I'm gonna now have some time with my wife and the kids or let's go out and play this. And he feels sturdy in the world. You will snip his dick, no kidding. 
when you continue to act out the masculine energy, which will force him to be the feminine energy, because now his body, unlike our body, which is estrogen based, it's a feeling hormone, his body is not equipped to be in emotional overdrive. So these type of men are alcoholics. They're overly sensitive. Oh, and by the way, not to you, to their own ass, which means if they hurt you and you want to finally tell them what they did hurt you and you start getting upset that you hurt me, they'll lash out. Why? Because you're hurting. You're hurt that they caused you. You telling them is hurting them. So they'll be like, I feel so bad. I feel so bad. No, I'm sorry. No, I'll change. Just the spotlight will turn from everything they did to you that you need changes in to go into, oh, they feel so bad. And now you have lost your sense of value. And so they are the alcoholics. They are the gamblers. They are the pot people. They are the video machines nonstop because these men need a release from all the emotions. And so now they need a fixer upper. They need a woman to organize their life. They need a woman to organize their accounting. They need a woman to make sure that their schedule is on. They need uh, a woman to help them with their decisions. They, they are not plugged into their logic anymore, but they sure as hell is emotional. And guess what? You're dry as a cactus because you have no access to your emotions. Therefore, you don't have patience for his emotions. Not that you should have patience for your uh, his emotions because he really shouldn't be drowning over your emotions. But you're, the fact they don't have patience because your emotions are so stifled means you need to be busier and busier and busier in order to not feel. And he begins to be lazier and lazier. You make all the plans to go out you initiate sex, you, you do, you do, you do. And then after a while, you know, near your period or somewhere where you're moody or emotional, see a sad movie, you're like, you want the hero, the hunter and, and the prince. You want the safety of that man. And, and the masculine woman can't find it because she is that man. And so she will have a weaker version of herself as a man with him. And when, when you do that as a woman and you don't have strength in your emotions, you also lose access to your instincts and your intuition. And let me leave the word intuition aside because some intuition is off or on or off or whatever, but your instincts never lie. So what that means is if you have an odd feeling in the body, you don't know what you're feeling anymore because you double check with your mind. You don't trust your feelings anymore because when you thought you trusted your heart before, which was led by the mind, you got fucked over. Even though you saw red flags, you muted your feelings because your brain said, oh, he just had a bad day, or he had a bad upbringing, or he's had, had such a hard life, oh, oh, oh. So you, your mind, logic, will challenge itself to deal with it. And you'll go silently to yourself, I've dealt with much worse, I can deal with it. You will challenge yourself to deal with bullshit. Why the fuck 
would you do that? You deserve a great, blissful, romantic, exciting, wonderful life because the energy, and this is the value of plugging into the feminine energy is your light, it's your sun, it's a source of strength if you're fully lit. But you see, you will be in the shadows and your energy, unless you're drinking or unless you work out in the gym, and even then, it's not on fire, it's just, oh, you have good energy today, you slept, but it's a different kind of energy. The feminine energy is very contagious. She's like a firefly, you can't, you can't take, sorry, she's like a firefly, you can't take your eyes off her, there's just, she's beaming. And you want a part of that. She's highly magnetic. That is a strength of the feminine energy. Feminine energy doesn't walk up to a man, ask him, do you want me? Do you want it? Would you give me your number? Do you want to give my number? Do you want to go out sometime? And then have all the self-esteem issues. Did he call? Will he call? Won't he call? Oh my God, blah, blah, blah. A feminine energy woman will stand on one side of the room and choose a guy with her eyes and look and smile. Here's the key word for a good five. And I mean, one elephant, two elephant, three elephant, four elephant, five elephant. You think of the last time you really saw a guy that just kind of took your breath. You're like, who's that? You. You think you you want to know balls, Miss Masculine Energies? And I'm talking to all you business and athletic women, and believe me, my bad, okay? Although I had a, a certain cutoff point. I was very blessed because I think very highly of myself, but so I didn't believe in doing any of the work uh, because I, 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 that was actually very worse because after they won me over, I did triple amount of the work. I paid them back for all the work they did in the beginning. That's also a downfall of a masculine energy is not feeling like she just is and she can accept without trying to top him because she feels she'll have to owe him because there's guilt somewhere deep inside and that's where I say you come to me and I will unlock the energy of the guilt inside you otherwise you will always need to top or not accept the compliment not ask for help it'll be very uncomfortable energies for you and so a feminine energy woman will show great balls of steel, get flesh by looking at this heartthrob, this well-to-do warrior essence. It's like, it's not that we like bad boys. We just don't like all these good wusses that are just like fucking domesticated. And it's not like we need a guy to pull us by our hair. Okay, maybe some of you do, but it's kind of like we we need a man to take us to a higher ground and we need a man that we know we can't shove around. But the man also needs to know that he's got a woman that is emotionally strong enough to not let his beastly self take over. We'll not put up with it. We'll walk. So the feminine energy woman really shows her balls when she's able for five seconds. It is really hard to do, girls, to look at someone really have never seen and felt anything like it. It doesn't happen more than once if you're lucky twice in one world. Um, and just smile. 
to show him you're not the enemy, you won't be his face. You know, guys do need that. And another thing, you're not going to get a leader if you're the one selecting him. You will be the leader and you will be in charge and he will resent you after a while. And then you'll do stupid things like say one day, I love you, I love you. And then of course you're gonna be like waiting for it back right away. And by default, he knows whether he's ready, whether he knows he loves you, doesn't know he loves you, he's gotta fucking say it. But the problem is if you guys get married, if you guys live together, there's gonna come a day you're gonna have a vicious fight. And at that vicious fight day, he's gonna be somewhere with his friends or driving somewhere. And he's gonna think back, did I say I love her? Because I did, I, I did, like, I, like, did I love her when I, did I say I love you because she said it? Or did I really love her? He will never know because you shortchanged him to the finish line. Because guys, when you're with a guy, they can't focus. There's just too many heads they're dealing with at the time. But you've got to understand that you need to let head one match up with head two and meet in the hard zone. And it takes him time to cook, just like it takes our body because we're estrogen, we're a feeling-based hormone. They're intellect, so it takes time for them to cook and to realize intellectually and for them to make a decision of the mind. And at that point, they're so fucked, ladies. You could shit on his, like, let's not get gross. You could piss on his face. Let's not get gross. You could step on his face with your high heels and he will have a black eye, but he will still be in love with you. Because just like when we bond to our man and we bond through our body, that's why we can say, I love you so easily. You see, guys can't say, I love you so easily because they bond when they make a mental decision that says, I love her. Oh my God. I, I love her. Oh, fuck! I'm in love with her. This is so bad. This is so bad. And he calls his buddies and everything like that. They are. They're, they're hook, line, and sinker. And you see, that's why they can fuck and not get attached. Because they don't get attached through body. We, get, we bond through our body. They bond through their mind, through a mental decision. And so if a masculine energy woman starts to get disconnected from her feminine energy. Not only does the spotlight of her heart, which knows, and her well-being, the little girl inside her that knows, this doesn't feel good. This doesn't taste good. This tastes good. Oh, this feels really nice. She has a, a mask on her mouth, a, a, a mute. Like, she's mute. She can't talk. She's on off. And she's screaming and you can't see her. And so feminine energy means the mute is off. You can see her and she will friggin' make sure you feel her because she's going to scream and she's going to give you all this excitement and it's going to travel through your body and you're just going to be like a glowing machine and everybody will be pulled to you. And that's why you will never feel friggin' secure. And when you have that going on, you're always in the position of 
asking, what is he bringing to the table? Not, will he want me? Because I don't know about your sex ed class, but in mine, I don't ever remember the age putting on a running shoes and running after 50 billion sperm. Do you? Like, do you? No, the sperm were after the freaking egg for a reason. Because law of attraction, listen up ladies, law of attraction is a feminine energy. It is a highly magnetic, alluring, very alluring, irresistible, unbreakable source of power. And it's where source comes from. So now, yeah. I was just gonna say, so the, with the media trying to tell us to show we're in charge, to go after, to take on this masculine energy traits, it will harm our body. Because when our body is screaming, take a rest, and we don't listen because we're used to overruling with our head, or dump him, and we're overruled with our head, knows it. No, it's okay, he's had a bad upbringing. It will take away your energy. It will cause health diseases because a disease is the body being in dis-ease with itself. You see, your organs will always cry the tears your eyes refuse to shed. So they will break them. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> so I, I think you want you wanted the answer on how to get into feminine energy. That was the second half. Yeah, no worries. I think I get my answers just by you explaining that, like telling mm-hmm. the whole thing. And but you know, I'm just curious, like, so you say men, they say I love you and they don't you say they make the decisions in their head, right? When they say I love you. So for a strong- to themselves. First to themselves, okay. they have to first realize they love you. You get to know it after. Sometimes after you kiss, it slips out. And that's another thing you can tell. When a man says, I love you, and it slides off his tongue, you can bet he's going to slide in and out of your life quite easily. But when a man is saying, I love you, he's actually cutting off a piece of his soul and offering it to you like safekeeping. He doesn't know if you're going to drop it, fart on it, spit on it, step on it, throw it over your shoulder. So when he says it, it's kind of like extremely difficult for the words to come out. It's not easy. That's how you know. And for all you guys who are listening, I am so going to get your ass to not manipulate my girls because I'm going to teach them how to spot you. Okay, go on. Okay. Um, uh, okay, I'm getting a bit personal here. So for a strong woman, isn't it difficult as well for her to say, I love you because she's always in her head. So she's not saying it through her heart. You know, she's also trying to make a, you know, trying to think logically. No, do I know? shows you don't value yourself are you going to put a diamond in 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 a box 
that has a few holes where it can slip, like there's some solidification, but it can slip? No. So she is in no rush to say, I love you. She says, I love you with her eyes, with her smile to him, in her energy, in her embrace of him. You think he doesn't feel you love him? He doesn't fucking need your words. He needs to know he feels that way. He doesn't need to know you feel. He needs to know he wants you. Because men will always think of themselves first. They're not like us. But you see, as a businesswoman, we will think ourselves first because that's what business is and masculine energy is that. But in the romantic arena, it's, it's worked. It's worked. And not only are we disconnected from our body and we don't know how, how to feel, we're just, law of attraction is harder to come to us because we're not connected to magic. We don't even believe things can happen. We have a mental understanding that we have to work hard for things. So when things come easily out of the blue, we look for obstacles. We look for twists and turns and oh, maybe this isn't really a good thing. We won't, we won't believe that it just came to us. We won't accept that because our brain, which is attached to our ego, it needs to have a job, which means it needs to look for things that could go wrong, which means it can never be at peace, which means it can never rest and feel the world will be good for you and all is well, and you are always taken care of. Why do you think the man needs to rest in his feminine energy? You think a man needs to discuss his problems after a hard day of work when he's fucked up or whatever? No, even if he just got dumped or, you know, from his job or lost his project and millions of dollars, millions of dollars, he just comes to you and he puts his head in your bosom and he feels your strength of emotion, and that emotion charges him. He doesn't need to be in competition with your intellect does not charge him. Your intellect does not inspire man. You as a woman, your emotions, your energies as a woman inspire man. He's not inspired because you have 52 degrees from your school certificates. Okay, but you know, like some guys, he was it. Why are you so emotional? You know, when you are in a relationship and you started to get really comfortable and just like showing your emotion. Ooh, the guy? Oh, guys. Yeah. They'll be wait, like, wait, okay, wait. Who is saying you're too emotional? Is the guy I, saying that you're too emotional? Yes. I'll tell yeah. you why. Because you picked him. You poked at him. You said, hey, my name is Joy. You said, hi, because you chased him. Okay. You set the precedent here so that he doesn't have to work hard. So why would he have to put up with your emotions? Because he's a femme guy. He's used to a masculine energy chasing him. And so when a feminine energy guy and a feminine energy woman have a hard day on the same day, your guy will say, get over it. Does that sound like a man to you? That's a mouse to me. That is not a man. But a lot of girls out there, you ladies, I'm just giving you the heads up. That is not man. That is mouse with little balls. Very little. Like 
I've got tweezers in the back here. I, you know, we can pull them out and help these guys retrieve their nuts. But yeah, no. You know, because the dating apps and the media has so rearranged uh, the role reversals in men and women, and they're making it sound like, you know, well, we, we as women, we don't have to wait for the guy. What the fuck is waiting? You're flirting everywhere. You're flirting with life. You're flirting. You're seeing what is pulled to you. You're not waiting for no man. Nothing ever, ever. And by those men that clamor around you is who is how you know who's interested in you. But because the media is putting it in girls' heads and the dating apps are situated such that you go pick him. So therefore he knows you like him. What work does he have to do? He doesn't get to sweat it out at all. You have to sweat it out. How fun, not, very not. And how, what's the word I'm looking for? How demoralizing for the feminine spirit. Because a feminine spirit is a source of all creation. This is why we get the tougher job. Do you understand? It's an emotional job. It's in the body, rip apart, nine months in the womb, like, come on. And, it, and you know what? It's not about glamming up our job. Men have a very important job. Like, I don't know any woman that doesn't talk when she's passionate about something. She will talk like a train with runaway lips. Like, she will, like, she will be like a runaway train. Looks like literally. It's like you. She like she doesn't use commas, right? I remember when I was in LA, I sent my brother a letter, and it was seven pages. And I emailed him back. I said, "Did you get it?" He goes, "Yeah." I go, "But you never wrote me back." He goes, "Cause I turned blue and green because you don't use commas." I'm like, "What do I need comma for, right?" Because what our thoughts continue on and on and on. Well, men have structure. That's why when we're set, they're able to just say. Because when we're upset, our intellectual faculties freeze. So you can't figure out anything. So that's where the man is detached and he just comforts you and says, okay, we'll tackle this first. It'll be good. We know you've done this before. Then we'll tackle for the... <laughs> and now why don't we just go for a walk? Because if you're smart, he'll take you out of the energy room that you're upset in. And that's another thing. A lot of people will try to figure out their solutions in the same energy that created them. So in other words, you're in a messed up mood, you're upset, and you're trying to figure out the answer. How the hell are you going to do that? You need to get in a different state of being. So you need to get in a different energy. So you need to go be physical. You need to go ride a bike. You need to go run up a mountain. You need to go talk to a squirrel. You need to contact Nicole. And again, that's NicoleColeman.com. I'm, I'm happy. Even, you know, I, sometimes I have to work through my weekends and I just get happy when I have people from all over who are like, I never did this before and I'm scared and this and that. And then, and then they're so relieved because you, especially people who are really well-to-do intellectually, you know, they go to top psychiatrists or top this or top this, and even Heoka Impact, they go to top spiritual advisors. I had a client who just let me know, you know, I went to a spiritual, uh, yes, I did the shrinks, yes, I did psychiatrists, um, 
and and then I went spiritual and they really screwed me up. And so I want to teach if nobody get you know there's a lot of content here. It could be 13 volumes of books, but if everybody that's listening can just take home this one thing, I'll know I have done a great job and Joy has delivered it. And that is this, whomever is sitting in front of you, whatever scenario you're going into, party, house you want to buy, business venture you want to look into, partnership, at the thought of it and when you are in front of it, if your energy is going up, it will have value for you. There will be trust. If your energy is the same or there's some trepidation, it goes up and down like fear and up and excitement and back down and up or down, that's off. Turn around and go home. Because even though it might not be anything serious, someone's being authentic and it's going to spur you to be authentic and or it's the wrong energy. Because a businesswoman with her own business, like you, Joy, they could be like, okay, I have a dating app and I'm going to reach out to him and him. And then I really like him. And then one day I want to share something sad. He doesn't want to hear it. Of course not. He's not a real man. I'm sorry. Feminine men are not real men. Now, the one distinction, I'll, 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 make, I'll, I'll make it this way. It's not that your man, a feminine energy in a man is creative energy. It's it's also wisdom. It's uh, he's super talkative. So gobs and gobs and gobs of poetry. Maybe likes to write songs. Cries at movies. Um, very good with kids. It's not that the energies won't flip once you're in a relationship. They do because there are times when you'll have to be more logical. And when you know his family member died, he's a mess, or his dog died, he's a mess emotionally. Of course, it's going to flip. But in the beginning, it's very, very important. I'm so glad I said this. It's very, very important that you set you set the stage for the right roles to be played. Because if you're wearing his pants and he's wearing your skirt, it's not going to go good. First of all, he's got hairy legs. It doesn't look good in the skirt. And second of all, you look much better in school. Not that we can't wear both. But all I'm saying is that when you chase a guy, the mere energy of going, of chasing, pushes a guy away. Does it not? So even where, oh, I like him. So he's like, oh, she likes me. Let me see now. What she's all about, what money, what job, what people, what can I get? No, because with them, most guys want, like for them, it's what's sort of important. No, I'll just say most important like for guys, unless they're in a real serious relationship mode, is the sex. So when they see you, they're going to ask you. They're going to see who you are, what you are, money, what you have, stature, this, what, what it can get them. When we look at what the guy is bringing to the table, it's because in our mind, we're thinking serious long-term. We're not thinking just for sex. So you need to know what is the guy bringing, you ask the guy, you say, I need to know what you're bringing to the table. How are you elevating my life? What are you bringing to the table? And he says, what are you bringing to the table? I am the table. I am the 
freaking table. And then that's another thing. That's how you know the guy is not for you and he's a feminine. When you say, what are you, blah, 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 and he tries to match you, what are you, blah, 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 it's not opposite energy, masculine, feminine, it's feminine, feminine. Because feminine, feminine will always be in competition with themselves. Oh, that is, that is so interesting. Um. I know it's late for you. So, you know, I really wish I could have you for hours. Uh, thank you for being here. And But before we end, I still have, you know, we have a, a session, which is what I always do with my guests at the end of the show. It's going over to our final five rapid fire questions. But before we do that... You're right, wait, 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 you're, you're, yeah. you're... Oh, and I just would like to mention for all you... Um, okay, I think, I think you're breaking out, like the internet connection is... Oh, are we good? Not, yeah. For all you ladies and guys, and especially if you're in a relationship, it's a lot of fun. Go get the Wisdom of the Penis SOS Manual. It's on Amazon.ca. And the reason I say this is because, first of all, make sure you have plenty of highlighters because you, girl, will highlight all the things for him to read and he'll highlight all the things for you to read. And you can read it together and swap. And that'll be very interesting. And it's all in slang and it's, different kind of stories and things that happened to us when we were, because it's set in a young adult environment. But here's the thing that would really help each one of your audience. If you get the book, when you get it, understand this book, The Wisdom of the Penis, SOS Manual, works as your own private oracle. And what I mean by that, and I, I know it will freak you out, go to my website, you'll see a girl sent me a vid of her working the book as her oracle, and she freaked out because the book instructs you to ask yourself, what is it I'm in the dark about? What do I need to see right now I can't see? And then just randomly open the book and look at the left thumb and start reading. And I swear to you, before 60 seconds is up, you're either going to toss the book because you're going to be freaked out or you're going to scream or you're going to cry. Like, check out the website, NicolePoleman.com. Right on the front page, you'll see the girl and she taped it for me. She videoed it for me. I was so sweet of her and she freaked out and then she sent it to me. But this will give you an introduction to know the feminine energy traits, the masculine energy, how they crisscross, how it shoots us ladies in the foot. Because that's why today us women are on antidepressants 30 times, actually it's three times, not 33 times more than men because we're stuck in our head. You know you can't stop thinking about the problem or him or her or whatever 24 seven. If you're a girl into girl, it doesn't matter, you're the masculine energy. You can't get out of your head. You can't stop your head. That's a problem. That's why most of the girls are on antidepressants three times more than the guys. And the guys, especially teens, are more suicidal than the girls now. And that's because they are emotionally overwhelmed because the girls are taking charge. It forces the guys to be very, very passive. And that, unfortunately, separates the nice guys, like the real true blue heroin guys who want to compliment you and be, be a true man, a warrior. It separates them because now they're too scared to say, I like your smile. I think you're pretty. And that clears away for what? The narcs, the manipulators, the sly tongues, 
the golden tongues, the masks type guys. And that's a shame of it. But don't worry, I'm changing everything. But yeah, I seriously go get that or get it as a gift. It's definitely every guy's birthday present. And you'll be able to understand the wisdom of the penis. SOS manual, for sure. I'm going to get a book and get it for all my girlfriends and, and guy friends. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Great. But if they want me, but if you want one-on-one, yeah. um, then I guarantee you will get information from me you have not heard before because it comes to me as we speak to you. And so it's always a pleasure for me to be honored by walking on fresh snow like that. Okay, great. So now we are going to end with our final five rapid fire questions. So every question has to be answered. I know it's going to be difficult for you, but it's going to, you know, every question has to be answered in one word or one sentence maximum. All right. You get it? Okay. So are you ready for the first question? Yeah. Okay. What is one thing you wish you knew earlier? I'm always safe. Wow. I love that. That's so beautiful. Okay. Second question. If you could live your life all over again, what would you do differently? Nothing. Love that. Powerful. The third question is, what is something you're trying to learn or curious about right now? Every single soul in front of me. Oh my goodness. I love the answer so much. Okay. The next question is, if you have five minutes and the whole world was listening to you, what would you say? You need to unlock or have me unlock the energies of shame, guilt, anger, and blame from you to make room for the 5D high vibration energies to enter or there's no room. Wow, yeah, the world needs you. Like we truly need you. Okay, the last question is, what brings you joy? Joy brings me joy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, you do, it's true. But um, when I am able, when someone says you have so much light in your face, you're so lit, and I have a one-on-one with them, and within the first 10 minutes or so, they get lit and laugh or cry and laugh and smile and get bright. It is the most untouchable feeling. I don't think anything matches that to me. When I see a human being that was born fully lit comes from light, and then over the years get darkened with crud and emotions that that cover their light. And somehow I rip it off and they're bright um, and they're untouchable. I can see and they can feel. 
that is my biggest joy because they will always carry a piece of me with them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the reason why you do what you do, right? It's so beautiful. And thank you so much for all your powerful and beautiful message. This is such a wonderful connection. Uh, so is your website the, the place that people go to to find you, to get in touch with you? Yes, go to, yes, go to NicolePoleman.com and go to the service page. I have services in a lot of unique ways. It's not just one in one. Um, I have this thing where I do with fairy tales or your favorite anime. If you tell me your favorite anime or your favorite animated character in a movie or your favorite fairy tale from the time you were small, I will tell you how your life is, all the characters in your life, people in your life and what they mean. And I will have the escape route for you of your issue right now because it is attached to your fairy tale because we are pulled, I stumbled on this. You are pulled to a certain animation because their story is the key to help you escape where you are right now. And I connect it for you. I never heard something like that before. No, because I created it. Yeah. And I, there's like, there is Zoom mixers where it's just like a release your shit house party where people just take out their crap. There's um, there's relationship boot camps. If there's couples or a couple of friends that want to play with me, you know, with relationship issues or guys alone and girls alone, that one's always fun. Just, yeah, check out my service page. I would love to hear from you. I want to know what you thought of our show here because I, I feel very honored that Joy invited me here to, to speak and we knew it was going to take a while and it's okay. Um, I would just love to know what you thought of it. And if you're feeling like you got knocked off your horse, if your ex just tried to return or your tox toxic family member just tried to return and you are torn between loyalty to them and loyalty to yourself, come to me. If you want peace, come to me because I will give you clarity. It will resonate with you. It's not that I'm going to tell you what to do. I will give you what is for you. And that insight, it will just fit in your missing pieces. And when those missing pieces are filled, you don't feel weak anymore. You feel empowered. And that's that's why it works. So do you, okay, I have a question right there. So do you tell people what to do? Like, do you tell them what action to take or what, which guy to go for? Or when I... Yeah, well, they tell me, you will tell me the uh, your issue in one or two sentences. I have people writing me five pages, but one or, save the pages because I will get insight and you will lose it because if I can't talk to you right at that moment, you send me three pages, I won't get that again. They send me the issue, one or two, and um, the injuries or health issue, even if it's dry eyes. Even if it's pimples, it doesn't matter what, even if it's losing hair, they all speak volumes to me. So send that to me because that's important. And the issue or two and your birth date. And then when I meditate and focus about you, I will connect. And here's the key to things 
that you have brought with you into this lifetime that is a residue, an overspill, and what is challenging you from that, which is why you are certain ways so you could be at peace with it. And then we will also see the keys of the golden kingdom that you have that you came with. That's my job. Take out the dark, bring in the light. And at that point, you will see how your issue goes with that. And then as you speak to me, I will correct or adjust what you say. As people blame other people or this or that, I will be able to see where that is coming from, the root cause. And so when you say something simple like, he always treats me bad. So when you say he treats me bad all the time or she she just cheats all the time, you feel bad. But when I roll back the string and, and take open the wool, the yarn until the very edge, I will take it to a point where you see that the initiation that happened was neutral and your control of it meaning what you did, but without judgment, you will see quite innocently what you did, that ricocheted, that ricocheted, the ricocheted, the ricocheted that got this guy that did this. And because you will see what you did, you feel totally controlled. You'll go, oh my God, that's right. And you will own it, not because you feel shame I did a bad thing, because I'm showing you the threat. I'm not showing you the blame. I'm showing you neutrally the thread where it started with you. Because it all starts and it all finishes with you. That's why you can unravel this with me. Because I only deal with you. Yeah. And when your energy changes inside, because you know what happened, you're not blinded, the person around you will either magically lose and stop bothering you or his energy will change towards you. Because when you have a needy energy towards someone, even if you're like, no, they're family and I'm trying to explain this would be better for us, but you're still codependent energy, you're still needy because you don't have enough of yourself. You don't know your talents. You're in a tiny world and they're your whole world. My job is to open the light, open the drapes, show all your talents. You're so deflated you have to hang on to them. And so like a, when someone has a lollipop and they want to stop the lollipop or the cigarette and they whip it out of their mouth, you can't just not stick something back in there. You can't have them have an oral, have an oral fixation and not have something in their mouth while they're weaning off. So I make sure you have something that is even more nourishing and then you're able to let go what is in your mouth that is debilitating you in your heart actually i love that so yeah it starts with those few things and and and, and the more you figure this out other things come to you that are tangled but just like when a physio works on a body part that has the injury then it gets fixed and you're like why does this hurt because that also you got in the football game. It also got injured, but this was a major. So you, this was numb. So as you fix the bigger problems, a little one will come until there's nothing left and you're just feeling great. 
And that's when you're bright. And that's when your whole life, and you'll know by what shows up at your door, is like everything that's great for you will happen. Because you, you don't have any discord of energy. You just don't. It's not enough to say, act as if. It's not enough to say, just think good thoughts. It's not enough. You need the insight as to why these bad feelings are there inside of you. And you need a spotlight to see where the bad feelings are. Otherwise, it's like a pimple under the skin. It's going to be like a boil. It's not like you can't even clean it. Do you understand? And so this way brings everything to the surface. It just cleans everything. You need to be pure in order to bring to you your pure match. You can't have debris. You can't have shit. You can't have residue. So you need to understand why it's there. Get it out. Clean it out. Raise you up so you're pure beauty. And then you will attract pure beauty in a man alone. No doubt. No. And such ease. And believe me, it's very scary not to be with uh, uh, like wondering, there's a lot of men out there wondering, is there a fucking woman that I can actually understand that actually wants sex and will love me and still do that or is sexy and won't let her hair grow on her legs until the braids and all these things got dreadlock on her legs. That's really bad. But you know what I'm saying? But like for those women who want to go natural, that's fine. But you know what I'm saying? Is there a woman? And to these men and these women, I tell you this, it is very scary I, I I feel you, and, and you're right. It is scary. You almost don't want to think about it because it's so chilling to think that is there someone that is really for me? But I assure you, it is much more fucking terrifying to meet the actual person. It is much more terrifying to finally meet the one. So enjoy this time and, and, and just get rid of the residue, man. Okay. The I know we're going to go over, but I'm going to, I want to ask like, why is it terrifying to finally meet the one? Why, why do you say that? Because do you don't think it's terrifying to find and scary to meet the real one forever. That's amazing. When you finally find the one after a lot of fuck ups, first of all, you've been hurt a lot, so it's scary. Second of all, to receive such a beautiful life is not so easy because in the deepest, deepest, deepest core of a being, we don't feel worthy for something easy. If it's a beautiful life with hard work, it's acceptable. But to have easy and bliss, and just always easy and bliss, and if there is a conflict, it's just a discussion, and it's an understanding that it was misunderstood. It's, that's what relating is all about. It doesn't need to be anger unless the anger is a projection or it's triggered. And then if you want that not there, you can't have remnants of shit inside of you. And it's not about, oh, let's dig deep into your childhood and go back all your shitty stuff. No, because with one issue, it will unravel and unravel and unravel and unravel. 
and I do it with a lot of humor and a lot of lightness and no labels. So it's very light. Sometimes I see what a person is saying is correct, but I change the words. Why? Because when people have told themselves certain things or a, a therapist has told them certain things, but they didn't understand the mechanics, but it was the same sentence. I can't say the same sentence because the energy of the therapist saying the same sentence and him feeling hopeless, it won't resonate and it won't release energy if I say it. So I have to come up with a unique original way of saying the same idea. And that comes to me when I'm with you one-on-one. -on -one. That's why a lot of people say to me, I've never heard it put that way. I've never heard it put that way. You will never hear it put that way because I only say what's, what's with the person right in front of me. It's born from me to you in our minute of talking. It is not a cliche. Do you ever notice when you hear cliche, it's like chew gum from one person's mouth to another to another. There's no juice to hear you like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wise. There's wisdom in the cliche, but it doesn't inspire you. It doesn't excite you. It doesn't inspire. You're not like, wow. You're like, yeah, yeah. Because it's been chewed too many times. What I do is create new cliches that belongs only to you and me. I think you're so good at that. You know, I feel like I'm having a one-on-one -on -one session with you anyway on this. That's what a lot of the podcast right. show yeah. hosts say. They say, I feel like I just have a session. You did. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But it's been, it's totally, it's totally been my pleasure. And um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Maybe we'll, we'll do something out of this. Yeah. Absolutely. It's fine. Thank you so much. All right, guys. I hope you love this episode. Oh my God. I told you in the beginning that she's just amazing, right? Go follow her, go to her website, read her story, watch her video, get her book, book a session with her, and check out all the amazing things that she's doing. I just wanted to add one one more sure. thing. Yeah. They will get um your people will get a lot of insight if they follow me on my YouTube channel. I don't know how I could forget, um, which is called Nicole Coleman message in a bottle. I talk about a lot of deep stuff, which is today's issues, but I put it in a very simple way. And um, yeah, it's very unusual stuff. I'll say it's very unique. You don't hear these kind of things. And, and the people that are drawn to my channel, which will be all of you that is going there, I guarantee you something's happening right now. And I'm releasing a video on it because I get those comments all the time. Oh my God. Oh my God, I can't believe I can find you. Oh my God, this is exactly what it is. And again, yeah, that's so I think the show, Joy, that you're putting out at this exact moment is going to be very timely for a lot of people and it's going to help a lot of people. Absolutely. I, I, I truly believe that as well. You know, even people, they listen like one year later, this is exactly what they need to hear at the moment, right? In their life. So thank you so much for being here. Is there anything, your last word from my listeners or before we end this? Okay. No, thank you for having me and stay blessed, stay beautiful, stay peaceful. And guys, reach out to me. Ladies, I'm all yours. Heart and soul, all yours. Oh, and yeah, check out the YouTube channels. Ladies are, are going to want to check that out. Message in a bottle, Nicole Coleman at your service. 
All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. And I wish you all a joyful and amazing day ahead. Bye, ladies. Bye, guys. Bye, Nico. Bye. Hey, guys. I hope you love this episode. If you love this episode, take a screenshot of this and share it on your IG stories and tell me what is your biggest takeaway. Remember to tag me at findjoyvjoyan underscore podcast so that we can connect with you. And if you would like to support me personally and support my mission, then please help us rate and review the podcast at Apple Podcasts. I read all of them. And until next time, my friend, show up. The world needs you and you need you. You need the best version of yourself every single day. So always strive to be the best you can be in this present moment. Again, thanks for listening and I will soon be back with another guest in the next episode.